This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Good morning, everyone. It was such a privilege to be at my local Tim Hortons. I'm there every day. Please pick up a smile cookie. It's going to a great charitable organization. And folks, go pick up the nice cookie. Have a little bite. Mm-mm. <laughs> great cookies. And it goes to a great cause. So please, when you drive through Tim's, spend that extra dollar and buy a smile cookie. Mm-mm. Great advice from mm-hmm. our fearless mm-hmm. leader here in Ontario, Douglas Ford, who's encouraging everyone. <laughs> Go get a smile cookie. It's good. That's a throwback, but still relevant. It's smile cookie season, everybody. I noticed, though, with the mm-mm, he doesn't like it as much as cheesecake. No. Not even close. Cheesecake was a oh, 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 oh. Yeah, he had like a bona fide yeah. orgasm yeah. when he tried the cheesecake. Yeah. The oh. cookies, they were just sort of like, mm. eh. But you know what, though? I know where he's coming from there. Yeah. Because I'll eat a great dinner and I'll be like, oh, that was delicious. At lunchtime, even if lunch is fabulous, it's just, mm, 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 but it's not dinner, you know? Like, it's like a snack. A snack is just a, mm, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, but a mm, good, good meal is like, mm. <laughs> well, Doug is right, everyone. <laughs> Please go out and support uh, great children's causes and purchase a smile cookie at Tim's. Uh, be that person who comes in with a box of cookies for the office. Go ahead and do that. And some people are going to secretly think you're a hero. Other people are going to think you're an asshole because they're on a diet. That's not your problem. You don't need to worry about it's the diets of other people. Absolutely not your problem. You do, you do you with the cookies. So there you go. Nom, nom, nom. While we're talking about food, today is National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with pizza. Even bad pizza is pretty good. I mean, we've all been in a situation where we had something that tasted like cardboard with some pepperoni slices on it, but you still ate it. Yeah, pizza is one of those things that a lot of people can agree with because there's so many different ways to do it now. It doesn't matter what you eat, what your diet is. There's different forms of pizza. Not everybody will eat the pepperoni, but there sure is vegan options that don't actually taste like pepperoni, but come close to looking like a pepperoni. And 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 those who like vegan or maybe you are uh, keto friendly or uh, whatever it is, there's different ways to eat a pizza. So I think it's one of those universally loved things. One more thing I want to play here before we get too far into after nine. And, and we actually had this, I think, first yesterday morning on the radio, but I couldn't independently verify it before the show was done and the podcast began. Mm-hmm. So now... The many journalists have done the hard work and they have confirmed that the video is legitimate. Justin Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the lobby of the Savoy Hotel in London, England, Mm -hmm. the evening before the Queen's funeral. For those who have not heard it, this is the top trending song around the world right now. Doesn't 
really I, matter. I read the headline. Sorry, was it world-renowned Quebec pianist? Did I see that correctly in one of the one of the highlights from it or headlines from it? I should say that fucking guy's got the Order of Canada. The, the and he's pianist? playing piano for Justin Trudeau to butcher Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but can we just all agree there's no such thing as unless you're like Beethoven? Like nobody knows who that person is. No. But that's cool. Don't get me wrong. Hey, that's cool. And yeah, from Quebec, so that's nice. That's a little connection there for Trudeau. So I'm sure they got together and they were like, let's do this. This will be fun. Uh, all right, cool. So I've tried to skim through some of the, the worldwide headlines about this because anytime anything a little bit out of the box happens involving a world leader, then it becomes news and it becomes overanalyzed. Mm, sure. And some people are saying, I'll give both sides to this. Some people are saying it was rude. It was inappropriate for Justin to be wandering around the lobby of the Savoy Hotel singing queen songs when it was supposed to be a somber thing. And, and he was wearing just a t-shirt when he was sitting there or standing there at the piano. Some are speculating he was drunk and, and just all around they're saying this wasn't a very good look. Okay, that's one side of it. There's others who look at that and think, oh, God, look at that. Trudeau can sing, and he knows the words to a 30-year-old song, and oh, that's, uh, it's good. I really don't give a shit. He was there for the funeral, and as long as he went to the funeral and was respectful at the funeral and otherwise didn't create a big scene, to me, this is not a story other than he's that bad a singer. We're talking like... If he went on, I don't know, The Voice or American Idol, he'd be the contestant they made fun of before they finally kicked them off the show. This is not good. If you're going to critique Justin on anything, it's not going to be the T-shirt. It's not going to be the fact that he was hanging out in the lobby bar at a hotel when he was on a work trip. It's that he's that bad. If he was singing in church, I'd get up and leave. But I, that's what it sounded like is one of those church singers that oversings everything. He was a drama teacher. Can we all just go back to that? He mm. won't let you forget when it's a lecture time he was a teacher and he did teach drama. So that all makes sense to me. Can I just say, I don't mind that this is a headline. It's okay. Thank God. You know, thank God we're past all of the COVID headlines. And it, that's fine. If we're on to uh, Justin Trudeau sings at a lobby bar during the Queen's you know, funeral in between, blah, blah, who cares? Fine. Like, I'm good with it. If Joe Biden was doing the Macarena over here on the dance floor, that would also go viral. So I'm okay with it. A little bit of fluff every now and again. is fine. Cool. It's fine by me. Yeah. I'd rather that than a lot of other headlines that you see. So I'm good with it. I'm glad it's being picked up now by people. I know Trudeau haters, you're going to hate it no matter what. It doesn't even matter what he did. He could have He could have sang. He could have danced. He could have done a jig. It doesn't matter. He could have pulled his dick he out and they would still dick. think, oh, he's the best. <laughs> there are lovers and haters. It doesn't matter. But to me, hey, I'm good with fluff. Bring on the fluff. I miss fluffy times, you know? Yeah. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, you mentioned the, the COVID stuff is ending. A couple things on that. Number one, you heard in yesterday's podcast, and it was on 60 Minutes on Sunday night, that Joe Biden has said the pandemic is over. He said, pandemic is over. Still got a problem with COVID, but the pandemic itself is over. And, and I thought that that was a fairly accurate way of describing it. Mm -hmm. Now the people who just can't let go, the ones who are so wrapped up in it and or mm -hmm. making money off of it or making profile off of it or trying to get a promotion because of it. People who are exploiting COVID, there's a lot of them that even though he was their hero and savior for the last almost two years, now they're turning on Joe Biden the same way they turned on Dr. Kieran Moore here in Ontario. Remember, he was the savior. He was the guy who was going to come in and fix the problem. And then as soon as he started easing up on restrictions, they turned on him. Now they're mm -hmm. turning on Joe Biden. And Trudeau has got to be there wondering, 
uh-oh, now what do I do? So they want COVID to keep going. No matter what, there's some people out there who, whether they're truly scared or they're just exploiting it for something, they want COVID to keep going and keep being a thing and keep restricting and all that sort of shit. Justin's already kind of let it leak that probably by the end of this month, almost all restrictions will be gone. Mm -hmm. We'll get rid of the arrive can. It'll just be voluntary. We're going to get rid of the mandatory testing or even optional testing when you land at the airport. No more mandate on a Vax passport to get in or out of the country. None of that shit. And they may even make masks on airplanes optional like they are on every other airline around the world. Right. Maybe they might do that. But then Trudeau is probably looking thinking, okay, so I should do that. And my popularity is just down in the toilet right now. New polls out this morning that have the liberals down to 27%, while the conservatives have shot up to 34%. So that's not good. That would give the conservatives an election win, and Justin would be out on his butt. So he's got to be looking at that thinking, I got to back off on some of these restrictions that I divided the country with over the last year. But then he's going to look at something like this and see all these people in his, his circle that are turning on Joe Biden thinking, I'm the last one. I'm the last of the COVID mandate defense. Mm -hmm. If I turn, they're going to have nobody to look up to. And he's probably really wrestling with whether or not he actually should pull the trigger (laughs) and get rid of these mandates because he does not want to lose his core, his his number one followers. That should be a point to him. That should make him wake up and realize if he's the last one standing right now. Yeah, it's time. Like, move along. You are literally the last one lingering right now. Well, they keep moving the goalpost. I've been reading a couple of threads lately and people saying things like, well, Joe Biden was wrong to declare the pandemic over. It's not over. And and we haven't even addressed long COVID yet. I mean, go ahead and address long COVID. I I have no doubt that there's people out there who are suffering from an extended bout of it or their body couldn't get rid of the virus or Mm -hmm. whatever. By all means, do that. But we don't need to restrict the entire world or the entire country while you figure out what you want to do with the people that caught long COVID. Right. I'd like to know what the strategy is while we're doing the long COVID. What's the strategy to help people who developed myocarditis? What is the strategy to help people who had nasty side effects from the vaccine? There must be a plan to help them. And those two things have to work in tandem if we're going to take care of the people who are basically casualties now Uh, not in the literal sense, but of COVID-19. So go ahead and do that. But I I think the restriction phase is over. And and you can tell, uh, great story this morning uh, from the Canadian press. Experts are predicting a busy fall and winter travel season. While airfares remain steady, news that the COVID air travel restrictions may be lifted have industry insiders looking for a price spike for fall and winter flights. Mm. Increased travel demands have airlines hoping the upcoming season brings airline revenue up to pre-pandemic levels. Canadian travelers have also changed their priorities following the pandemic as trends point to higher rates of last-minute travel mm-hmm. and more purchases of travel insurance. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a given. I don't think I would go anywhere ever again without buying the travel insurance because you never know when Justin's going to jump out from behind the the desk there at the Air Canada check-in and go, surprise! Or or when the traveler gets sick or things like that, especially this time of year. I think no matter what, it's smart to get travel insurance for those reasons. And if you do plan on traveling and you haven't bought a ticket yet or looked into it, 
I absolutely strongly agree that you do get that ticket in advance with the insurance that we speak of. Absolutely. But the prices are insane, even through the summer, which we know are they're higher anyway. I had booked flights like four, like uh, maybe three months in advance or so. I looked just out of curiosity to a couple weeks before four times the amount. Like absolute insanity how much more money it can be. So yeah, uh, book early because if people are actually interested in that much travel through the winter, which, hey, to each their own, right? Depends where you're going, I say. Uh, But book early. I hope that we're getting back to a place of normal. I don't want to see the airfares go up any more than they already have, but it's uh, it, it really is time to get back, so this is good. You know who else is anticipating more insanity when it comes to travel is the passport office, who I feel like is just finally starting to get caught up. It's mm-hmm. almost like the, they're at a point at, at Service Canada there and the passport office where they can catch their breath and be like, whew, that was a crazy summer, but guys, we made it through. The speculation is once they lift the mandates on leaving and coming to the country, the passport office is going to be even busier than it was in the summer because there's a lot of people who have been restricted from traveling that will soon be able to, to the point where the government has put out a request for tenders for companies to supply barricades and line type stuff Mm -hmm. because they're anticipating that many people outside passport offices. Now they're looking for somebody to bring in barricades and shit to form the line around the building. Yeah, I, I, that's a, that's a nightmare to think about. And that's the government asking but, for it for Passport Canada. Yeah. So you got to know that they're thinking it too. And and again, I do implore you, if you are thinking about getting your passport renewed anyway, and this is kind of like, oh yeah, I will eventually. I'm waiting for it to cool down. Now is probably a good time to do it. That's a, that's a good, that's a good tip, I think. Kat, let's talk about uh, your important connections. Some people have a claim to fame. In fact, I believe it's uh, one of the Jonas Brothers has got a show on right now called Claim to Fame. Mm-hmm. And they'll try and, and, and you got to try and figure out like which one is Ja Rule's second cousin or which one <laughs> once was uh, married to a backup dancer for Britney Spears, that sort of stuff. It's a neat concept because a lot of people have a claim to fame, a name drop. This one's a little bit different. Tell me if this is a legitimate claim to fame. Her name is Nadia Smith. She has a corgi, a puppy, named Wilbur. In February, she saw a Facebook group about the Queen's corgi, Muick. She did a little research and figured out that both dogs came from the same breeder. Okay, that's neat. Hey, I've got a, my corgi came from the same breeder as the one that the Queen has. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let me read you a quote. She says, I was in shock when I realized I originally thought it was a weird coincidence. You never think anything like this will happen to you. It's such a strange way to be connected to the queen. Are you really connected to the queen (laughs) because the dog that you adopted is a brother or sister of a dog that came from the same breeder that the queen got her dog from? They all look the same. Yeah. They all are the same. Come on. I mean, what I hate about the claim to fame examples that you gave and it's so true is that the claim to fame isn't even about you and how sad is that it's like i know someone who dated chad Kruger from nickelback i happen to have a you know a friend who was once hooking up with enrique iglesias why can't it ever be about you what's your actual claim to fame what have you done you know what i mean it can always be about somebody else but that's the whole part of a claim to fame i suppose that one, I don't think, I, I don't, if someone came up to me at a party and started with that, like, hey, guess what? My corgi is siblings with Queen Elizabeth's corgi. I'd be like, oh, 
cool. That's but, what I but would I do. But I wouldn't mean cool. I wouldn't mean it though. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be legit. That's the placating cool. Like I oh, just like cool. Like, all yeah, right, cool, cool. That's that's different. And I, th- I it wouldn't come with follow up questions. That's how you know if it's cool or not. Like a cool claim to fame comes with follow up. If you get no follow up questions. Find another claim to fame. There can't be any follow-ups, because what would the follow-up be? Like, Have you ever met the queen? Yeah. Because uh, the answer is going to be no. No. Well, yeah. then you don't have you a story that. to tell That's here. the thing, is that, and you know that's the case. When you're telling me that your corgi is siblings with the queen's corgi, unless you're telling me that you bumped into the queen the day that you took the corgi home, I don't give a shit. I don't care. So... Ask yourself if your claim to fame will bring some follow-up. And some people do have some cool claim to fames, right? Sure. Some of them are juicy or um, exciting or actual just really, like, very nice goal-oriented things. And that's great. But some of them are just terrible. Would this be a good claim to fame if I was... If my claim to fame was I'm an internet model who had an affair with Adam Levine, and and even though he's married now and has two kids with a third one on the way, he messaged me to ask if he can name his third child after me, the person he had an affair with. Is that a claim to fame? Yeah, that because that comes with a million follow-up questions. <laughs> like a million of them. What? Hold on. You had an affair with Adam Levine yeah. and he wants to name his next kid after the mistress. No joke. I was almost late this morning because I'm just reading the tweets and all the stuff that was coming from the story because my mind was just like boggled. So uh, the story so the story goes from this Instagram out. Can we actually play a little bit of it? Yeah. Um, so I'll set this up for you. So there is an Instagram model and I know it immediately a bunch of you are rolling your eyes and I get it. I totally get it. So I guess that Adam had been DMing her a while back. They had an affair. She didn't give us too many details about how that got started. Like, did they meet up at hotels? How often did it happen? But she claims that they had been fooling around for a while. Hadn't talked for a few months until Adam all of a sudden popped up into her DMs. Essentially... I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. Maroon 5 is practically elevator music at this point, so I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Um, but Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really uh, want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. Um, I'm in hell. Like, I have to be in hell at this point. I mean, my morals were unknowingly compromised. I was completely manipulated. I'm going to handle this privately. I never wanted to come forward because obviously I know the implications that come with doing what I do, making money the way I do, and being an Instagram model. Um, so being tied to a story like this, it's like, I know the stereotypes. Okay, but why is she telling this story now? Is she trying to get money? Is she trying to wreck a family? I, so, I don't know what what the motivation is here for this becoming uh, coming to light now. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. What is what are what are her motives? She, cl- I mean, she claims that the reason why she's saying it now is because she had taken a screenshot of this. Like, can you believe he wants to name his unborn child after me, his mistress? This is effed up, kind of thing. Sent it to a friend. I guess she thought it was a friend. This is what she claims. And then the friend went to the tabloid. She found out that the friend went to the tabloids because the tabloid reached out to her saying, can you give a comment? And that's when she immediately thought, I need, this is what she claims, I need to get this out in the open. I don't know how you'd benefit from making up a lie like that. Um, she does have DMs. They look like, they look legit. Could I tell you they are for sure? Nope. Uh, but they do look, I don't know, again, why you would do that if they weren't legit. And then there's comes with a million follow-up questions. Like I said, does his wife know then? 
or or did did he just find out that his wife wants to happen to name the baby Summer and he's like, oh shit, that happens to be a girl I was banging the other month. Maybe I should tell her. But he made it seem like, at least she made it seem like he wanted it to be named after her. So then it makes you go back and be like, what about Dusty Rose there? What about their other kid? What about the, the G, uh, was it Gia, the other one? Anyway, their other two kids, are they named after mistresses? Is this just like a thing they do as a couple? So we're waiting to hear from Adam, whom at the time we're recording this podcast has not said anything through his rep. Um, but they will, because this just got huge overnight, this story. Yeah, I just... Uh... I, I don't get the the why this is coming out. This seems like something they could solve between the two of them, unless there is uh, something to be gained by making this information public. And the only two things I can think of are hush money to shut up going forward or just to get attention for your Instagram modeling account. But and why would you, you hush money doesn't work in this scenario. You've already spoke. So that doesn't well, really work. We only know what we know. There could be a lot more. Like Behind maybe this is just like, I'm going to get your attention by leaking this out. Mm-hmm. And then there's more. I'm really not sure. But either way, it's it's a strange one. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of yucky. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what else to do with that. Oh, it's totally yucky. And as you can imagine, people are just bashing, bashing the hell out of him. And I was watching his wife, who's, I mean, gorgeous and seems like a, nice lady from what I can tell I'm watching the comments coming in on hers leave take the kids and leave what are you doing don't do this no 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 no. nobody should be telling them anybody else what to do in that case people love telling people what to do in those cases people gotta mind their own business when it comes to family matters like that that that's that's between Adam and Bahati and and this Instagram hottie and and her friend that went to the tabloids I I don't know that we don't know the inner workings of that relationship. We don't know the dynamic. I, I don't know that it's fair for a complete stranger that knows nothing about any of this, only what they read on Twitter, to be able to say, take your kids and leave. <laughs> Grab your lawyers. For, for Grab all- your lawyers and drop his crusty ass, says one commenter. <laughs> uh, maybe she's in on this. Maybe this was a, maybe uh, they had an arrangement. Maybe this was somewhat sanctioned, you know? You know? And, and, like, and that, we don't know that. That is that is a good point, too. This is Hollywood, baby. And, and even if it's not Hollywood, baby, you know that things like this can happen. It's just a matter of though, and, and this is important no matter what. It doesn't matter if Adam's like, oh, I don't care if my wife, my, my wife already knows. Like, this is crazy. It's your, your image. Your image took a hit. There are a shit ton of people that no longer respect you. There are a shit ton of people that no longer respect Adam Levine because in their mind, that's the way they work. That's wrong. No matter if your wife knows or not, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. In their mind, I'm not supporting you. I'm not supporting your music. Uh, unfollowing, what, however it works for you, mm. uh, that there's a countless people claiming that they're done with Adam. I don't know how many people were in on it, but they're claiming they're done now. So it is an image thing. I mean, he does have to worry about that. He knows not everybody's cool with it. People are looking at him like a scumbag now. There's a lot of people that are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, okay. Regardless I, of whether it was a team effort or not, I just, it doesn't matter. I just, I firmly believe what happens in your bedroom and Adam Levine's bedroom and everybody listening's bedroom is none of my business unless I was invited. And if I wasn't invited, I have no right to judge what is going on there. In Adam's case, it seems like it was multiple bedrooms. But again, we don't know the circumstances behind that. So uh, I'll wait for, for more to come out and, and, and try and keep myself grounded in the fact that it really doesn't affect me. And there's some kids involved here now, and that makes it uh, a little more unfortunate. In Alabama, Cat, uh, police had to deal with another unusual situation. We talk about this from time to time. You know, cops, they get hired 
And then once you're hired as a police officer, they send you to the actual police college where you learn all the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And and you'll go to the police college and be like, hey, I just got hired as the OPP's latest recruit. So teach me how to drive a police car and and about the criminal code and the Highway Traffic Act and uh, where to keep the keys for the handcuffs because we don't want to lose those. And tell me when I'm allowed to shoot somebody. That sort of shit. I don't know if that's a question. I on don't day know one. if that's it. I, yeah, yeah. But do I get? We, we I get, might ask. We, <laughs> when am I allowed to shoot someone? <laughs> you're automatically out. Like, no, buddy, get out of here. <laughs> you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. They don't train you for all the things though that you may encounter. And mm-hmm. a couple of recent examples. So in Burlington, seven people have been bit by coyotes. Well, finally, the city of Burlington mm-hmm. is now doing something about it because they said we're going to do what needs to be done. We're going to take them out. So they quietly dropped yesterday. I shouldn't even say quietly because it blew up as soon as it went out. Yeah. And I kind of saw this coming. They have to get rid of these coyotes because the theory is from wildlife experts that because people have been feeding these coyotes, now the coyotes see people as food. So that's why they're going and attacking and biting. And I wonder if that's true. I mean, I, I, I suppose we should just trust whatever experts these are that are on the case. So they got the Humane Society to go out looking for these coyotes, and they brought in the help of the Halton Regional Police, who assisted in the euthanization. Boom, boom, bang, bang is what you're saying. Yeah, Uh they shot uh the coyotes. uh And and you know what? I mean, hey, I'm an animal lover to the death, but these are wild animals that are probably a little crazy at this point. They're they're clearly not like the other coyotes that don't bother people. These ones are aggressively attacking people. I don't even know that we could relocate them. So this is what they decided to do. But there's more out there. I'm going to venture a guess that at no time in the police training did they show a cop how to shoot a wild coyote. That's just not something that comes up in the course of teaching someone how to be a cop. And then you get a story like this. Police in Alabama had to respond to a home to deal with an unusual situation. The homeowner probably pants down, backing up when they noticed it, found a large snake in their toilet. That doesn't belong there. That's a bona fide fear of mine. I've actually worried really? about that. I go every time one of these stupid stories comes up, I <laughs> really? get all fucking paranoid and I'm like lifting the lid to peek inside before yeah. I'll actually sit my bare butt down on it because oh, it hey, could pop up at any time though, Scott. I mean, you could take a peek and it still slithers right up when you're midstream, you know? Oh no. 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 You never know. Sometimes the stream wakes it up. You know, uh, it's like here I come. Stop. Where's that you're- noise coming from? The Ufala <laughs> Police Department says officers Uh, responded to help the homeowner who found that snake in the toilet bowl. They said in their Facebook post, we never know from one day to the next what kind of call we're going to receive during our shift. The snake is a harmless gray rat snake, and it was released into a more suitable habitat. Harmless, see? Nothing wrong with that. Harmless. Probably would have given you a lick on the ass, not a bite, you know, like a, how you doing there, fella? I'm sure it was fine. By the way, well, who? By the way, like it's bad enough that you're a snake. Someone called this one a rat snake. That's, that's what the they call this breed of snake because they, they eat rats. Is that I why? Think that's why. Oh, that's like the two things people hate the most. All in one thing. Don't all snakes eat rats? I, I would think so. Yeah, rodents. They're they love rodents and asses. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what does a dick look like to a snake? Like that's what I want to know. Do they think, ah, oh, shit, another snake? Or do they think, oh, no, that looks like a food source that I would enjoy? I don't know, and I don't want to find out ever under any circumstances, period, the end, full stop. Under any circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The uh, executives at Microsoft have had to come out and, and they're using it as an opportunity. Did you watch any of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game on Sunday? I, I actually I did. Yes, I was out at a like a pool party thing. They had it on. So I did watch some. I saw that there was like a fight happening. That's the only thing I really caught. It was a real close game. And, and the defense from New Orleans had Tom Brady figured out. It took them as long as it took them to, to do that. But they shut Tom down. And for the longest time, it was like a three nothing game until finally Brady was able to start scoring in like the fourth quarter. And then they ended up winning it convincingly. But Brady, in reviewing a few plays, and they do that on their Microsoft Surface tablets, got pissed off and threw the tablet. So Brady Mm -mm. apologized after the game. He says, sorry for breaking the tablet. I think that's probably going to be a Twitter meme or something like that. Microsoft, realizing the opportunity here, came out and pointed out, it didn't even break. <laughs> Good for them. Tom Brady threw for them. a tablet and it didn't even break. That's a pretty good testimonial for the Surface. I've never used one, but my dad has one. Yeah. And he swears by it. And it's funny because he won't use an iPhone because I don't like that Apple company. No, I like my Microsoft products and I like my Google phone and I like the Android sure, stuff. Sure, fine. So he'll show me like his his tablet and he's like, uh, see, 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 look at this. Look at what it does. It's and I'm like, yeah, an iPad did that 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're trying to sell me on this. They were the ones that had like that keyboard that comes out or whatever, right? The Surface because you has yeah. the add on accessories, which iPads do now do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pen is really cool. Is if cool? you get the stylus pen and you need to do stuff like that. My daughter uses it for math equations in her science classes. If you write out the equation, it'll convert it to text for It just you. does it in text. Isn't that neat? Yeah. That's very cool. The fact that you can scribble out your work, because you know what the teachers always say, yep. show your work. The fact that you can do that and it converts it into something that's coherent, I think that's phenomenal. Let's talk a little bit about kids here for a second. There's a couple of reasons that, that kids are in the news. Uh, number one, one of the big grocery companies decided to ask kids, hey, your parents are probably here right now. Buying stuff for your lunch. But did they ask you what you want for lunch? And what do you think of the lunches that you're currently receiving from your parents? (laughs) Oh, no. Write your parents. Here we go. If I asked your daughter, what do you think of the lunches that Mama Cat here sticks in your bag every day? What would she say, Cat? Um, She would say that she likes them, I think, for the most part. I do ask for her input. I do. But I always tell her that it comes with uh, certain things. I need to put vegetables in it. So you can go ahead and pick the vegetables, but go ahead. You pick from A, B, C, D, and I'll put, you know, A and D in it today and B and whatever. 
Um, I think that she likes it for the most part. She'll complain every now and again. She'll complain like the spaghetti. So sometimes I'll, I'll try to switch it up. So I do a thermos every now and again. And I made the spaghetti and it was good. But I did a different Put spaghetti in a thermos, eh? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Interesting. Did it stay hot? Yeah, it stays warm. Wow. Yeah. Is it like SpaghettiO, like out of a can? Or no. did you actually make pasta? Spaghetti. Yeah, no, pasta. Oh, good for so, you. Uh, so, and then my husband will heat it up in the morning. I'm not around in the morning. So he heats, up, he heats it up and adds butter. She doesn't like sauce, so it's got to be butter, whatever. So I, I switched it up and I'm like, let me try this pasta. I don't know if you've ever seen it that like hides vegetables inside of it. I'm like, fuck, this is an extra little veggie. Nah, she knew. She came home from school. She's like, didn't eat it. Don't really? like that one. Smells funny and it tastes different. So I was like, okay, well, fuck me, right? So well, I got everybody's a critic. One. Everybody's a critic. So well, you're every, not getting a Michelin star. Every, no, I'm not. Every now and again, I'll get a complaint. But you know what? I appreciate a complaint. A complaint. <laughs> Put a box at the door with yeah. a comment card. Well, and the other thing she'll <laughs> complain about is because they they got these snack boxes now. So the way it works now, because I don't know what, if it was like this when your kids went to school. Garbage free lunches. Did you have that? Did your kids have that? When my kids went to school, they were uh, there was no requirements for garbage. Okay, they were able to eat nuts. Like there really All wasn't the any of the rules so, that we have today. So many rules now. So many rules. And so to make it easier for me, because I don't want to empty out a trash can full of garbage when I open her lunchbox. So they have these great little, and they're great. They're bento boxes or snack boxes um, that I think everyone knows what that looks like. So it's compartmentalized and they say it's suctioned and nothing leaks inside there. So you can put all this stuff in, you close the lid. There's no garbage. You just take out the, throw in the compost if there's anything left over at the end of the day. But uh, the, the, the only thing with that is if you do have garbage, if you do bring garbage, it comes home like all gross. And the, some of the compartments don't work so well. So some you could learn real well with the good, good containers are to buy it and the shitty ones because the shitty ones will leak. And so I do get that complaint sometimes because if I put anything that's like wet-ish, like fruit, for example, on one side and then like a muffin on the other side. Oh, no. Mom. Oh, the contamination. Mom, the muffin was gross and mushy, you know, so those kinds of things. Isn't yeah. she like five? She's five. And she's like critic level on your oh, food. Sh- sure, she'll tell me. Really? But it, but no, I, I rarely get them. I do really get the complaints. Usually she eats them. It's fine. Kids were asked, what don't you want in your lunch? And I feel like this is good information to parents for parents to have, but they did it in such a kid way. The number one response that kids don't want in their lunch is, and I quote, foods that smush easily. I think we can all agree with that. Nothing's worse, right? Nothing. You, wa- nobody wants a smushy sandwich or smushed up snack. You had a shitty morning. Maybe there was math or you had gym or just maybe they had like an assembly and you're just thinking, oh, fuck, I just can't wait for lunch. Because in my head, that's how like a... Seven yeah, year old lunch is a good time for oh, kids. Oh, fuck. That yeah. was a morning. I just, I need lunch now. <laughs> I, need I just need to recharge. <laughs> and I just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that Joe Louie in there or that, that PB and J sandwich. I just can't wait to sink my teeth into it. And then you open up your bag and it's a pancake. That must be incredibly deflating, sure, so to speak. Absolutely. I get it, kids. I get it, too. Don't worry. I, I'm I on under- your side. I understand. It's bullshit. Sometimes I feel bad. Like, the guilt is real if something goes wrong. And it was totally avoidable. Your parents just didn't put in the effort. And that's well, why, kids, <laughs> that happens. Just that's- remember, you can you should just start calling them lazy. Because that's essentially what it is. It's laziness if they don't adequately protect your smushy food. That's why the boxes are coming <laughs> handy. Because it doesn't smush. But, like, see, back in the day, our, our parents would put it in Ziploc bags and all that shit. And that's how it gets smushed. Ziploc inside a brown bag. What could go wrong? <laughs> Smushed for sure with your juice box right next to it. Like, oh, fuck. yeah. Mom, fuck you.
Hey, I made you a hot sandwich today. Really? That's great. Cool. Except it's cold because you put it on top of the apple. Thanks. <laughs> great. Do we think ahead anymore? No, we don't do that? No? Oh, okay. I, I, sorry, I, I just thought we were planning now. I, I guess not. Uh, number two, kids do not want stinky cheeses. Who's putting stinky cheeses in there? Like when you say stinky cheese, I, th- I automatically think like blue cheese, uh, oh, like all those like strange ones that are very expensive, by the way, mm-hmm. that you find in like the specialty section, not so much like cheese slices or cheese strings. Uh, you can get like a nice old Parmesan, for example, that'll get, that's getting into stinky territory. Why would There's, any kid want Parmesan in their lunch? I don't know. Maybe the Italian kids like it. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. You know, those Italian ones, they just <laughs> gnaw on that shit, They love they? the Parm. No, they it's just great. eat that all day. No, but I mean, there are cheeses out there that maybe you pick up sure. and think, hey, the kids like cheese. We're not talking like a basic uh, mozzarella or something like that. I mean, the stinky ones. All right. (laughs) 17% of kids say, no more, mom and dad. Get rid of the raw veggies. Mm. But does that mean they'd rather have cooked veggies or they just don't want veggies in their lunch? Oh, they'll probably find a way around those vegetables every time. Like, nobody's sticking in, like, raw asparagus or anything. I have to assume that this is, like, carrots and celery sticks. I mean, then those are easy ones. Just eat them, kids. Just eat it, kid. That's what I'd say. The last thing they don't want, and, and this uh, this one reflects poorly on the kids that are listening right now. Are there kids listening right now? Fuck, I hope not. <laughs> if there are, that's bad. Like, Next segment. I want to talk to your parents and ask, why do you let your kid listen to this podcast unsupervised? Next segment brought to you by Toys R Us. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we could pivot if Toys R Us wants to sponsor. Hey, and we're welcoming everyone. Uncut fruit. In other words, oh, snap. you can give me an apple... But unless you cut it up, that's bullshit. I'm not eating it. All, I want cut up fruit. In all fairness, some of the fruit will bruise so easily if it gets bumped around in the lunch. So, like, nobody wants to, like, bite into a bruised up Macintosh apple. But if you put it in slices in a container, I mean, I understand. That is uh, going above and beyond. But to an extent, uh, I kind of get it. How cut up? If I just cut, like, a pineapple into rings, is that sufficient? Or do I have to cut it up into little triangles, too? You can cut it up into probably triangles with a fork. That's what I do. (laughs) And bring a fork because it gets messy and sticky. Uh, (laughs) Listen, kids, you're coming off a little pretentious when you say, well, fruit's fine, but it's got to be cut up for me, you know? And that segues perfectly into this. It is a great article from BuzzFeed. Look it up if you're interested. It is parents being real, being honest. Hey, no one is going to say they don't like their kids. Sorry, very few people are going to say <laughs> they don't like their kids. Right. But being a parent, as, as great and rewarding as it is, I'm a parent myself and I wouldn't change it for the world. But it does come with a fair bit of inconvenience. It does come with oh. a fair bit of annoyance as well. Fair bit. And I feel like nobody's ever really pointed it out so that all parents can hear all at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. These kids do fuck up my weekends. Mm-hmm. So here's the list. They curated from a, a ton of responses they got from parents. <laughs> okay. 15 things that parents secretly, and they won't admit it, but they secretly don't like about their kids. Number one is your weekends are ruined. They say there's no sleeping in when you have kids. And even when they get older, you still can't sleep in because that's when you've got to start shuttling them off to soccer games and and baseball practices and Mm. stuff like that. It's true. Once you have kids, 
you're not sleeping till noon anymore. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna get up at eleven and, and roll out to brunch on your own without bringing them or without having to bring something back for them. None of that shit happens anymore. I'll never forget one of our previous coworkers. Uh, we were talking about our week. Hey guys, what are you doing this weekend? And he was just so bluntly honest. He's like. I don't know. I got to figure out what to do with the kids. You know, weekends are the worst time to be a parent. (laughs) That was his line. Weekends are the worst to be a parent. You just have to plan out activities to keep the kids busy and and give yourself some enjoyment as well. It's a balance, right? Like, what can I do where I'm not going to be absolutely miserable, but you have to keep them busy all the time. Number two, how cute milestones actually make life harder. Like, hey, great. They can talk now. But then they never shut up. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, great, they can walk now. I've been waiting and waiting for them to walk and take their first steps. Uh, Then they never sit down. And then you have to chase them all over the fucking place. And they change, like you said. Like, careful what you wish for. That's the thing. And and something gets replaced, right? A girlfriend of mine, they just had a baby not long ago, brought it to a party I was at over the weekend. Sorry, he, Cooper, adorable baby. And uh, throwing out she, a pronoun, are you? <laughs> Very risky. I believe I believe he's going to remain a he, but he will decide for himself. <laughs> and he's starting to, you know, do the rocking thing where he's almost crawling. And they're like, oh, "I'm so excited! I'll be able to crawl." But then it comes with this. I'm like, "Trust me, something will always come along and replace that next thing." And you think, "I can't wait to get here." And then that happens, and then they're running, and they're running, and you can't chase them. And then you're like, "Can't wait till they smarten up." But then they smarten up, and they get too friggin' smart, and then they're outsmarting you or talking back to you. There's always something, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get to teenage. I don't even want to talk about it or think about that. Don't even talk to me about that, Scott. Can't wait until they crawl. Oh, great. And I can't wait till they yeah. walk. Great. Can't wait till they run. Great. Oh, I can't wait till that knee stops bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, from BuzzFeed, 15 things that low-key parents do not enjoy, particularly about being a parent. Number three is having to be nice to them when you're in a bad mood. People without kids do not understand how daunting and endless it is to always be on. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad a day you're Mm -hmm. having. Hey, if I'm having a bad day, I can take it out on you, cat. No problem. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'll be an asshole for a couple minutes and and then I'll get it off my chest. You can't be an asshole to the kid. No. You need an outlet, right? Yeah, sure. The mess. It's a lot harder to keep your home clean once you have kids. Mm -hmm. That's true. Sometimes they don't even have to move, and there's still dirt piling up. There's dust and shit everywhere, and and nothing different happened. It's just the kids are there now. It's like they attract mess. And again, it replaces it. Like, I know it gets replaced, right? Because, like, in the beginning stages, it's like, ah, baby shit everywhere. Then it's like, ah, the toys are everywhere. Oh, then it becomes teenage stuff. Like, ah, you left your dishes out behind on the counter. What are you doing? And then you left dishes in your room, and you're gross, and then you smell like teenage grossness. Like, I feel like it just probably never ends. Mindless playing, like when they want you to play with them for their, with their dolls or action mm. figures, and you have to fake it like you're having a really good time. Like, oh, this tea is delicious when you're drinking a cup full of air. That sort of shit. Mindless playing. Parents don't like it. One of the things I loved about my youngest is that she plays so independently until recently. Until recently. Then it's, mom, play with me, mom. Mom, you have to come play with me. And I'm like, oh, damn it. She was so independent. Mm. I mean, hey, we all love it. Hey. Let's just throw in another little thing here. We all love our children. They're great. We're blessed. Those who, you know, struggle to have kids, they're going, oh, yeah, okay, guys, thanks. Thanks for that. But it's, but you know what? It, it's, there's a lot of truth to it. Life changes. Hey, I love my job, but I still have some issues course, here and there. Of course. It's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to talk right? about it it's is okay the important part. It. I think that's why BuzzFeed published this. Yeah. Uh, number six, it makes work harder. Whether you're at home or at an office, kids, Always come up. 
oh, there's the going to have to be late tomorrow. Sorry, I've got a, I don't know, a, a right. dentist appointment at 930 or, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to leave a little bit early because it's early dismissal or, oh, they're canceling class a little bit early. All that sort of <laughs> shit has an impact on your job. Sure. All the extra cooking. All the extra cooking. All the extra cooking. How many times in the past would you have said, you know what? I'm not even going to bother eating. I'm not hungry. Or said, you know what? I'm just going to heat up a slice of pizza or have a bowl of cereal and I'm good. Can't really get away with that with the little ones around. You got to be on making meals three times a day like you work in some sort of a a, 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 (laughs) a a restaurant. You're a short order cook. Exactly. And then it makes it even worse if if you have more than one and they have different uh, desires of eating. One won't eat something. The other person loves it. And you're like making three meals basically in one. It's terrible. You know what's even worse about all the extra cooking is sometimes they won't even eat it. No, they ask for it and they don't eat it. What's up with that? Yeah. Like, hey, I want spaghetti, mom. Like, I make spaghetti. They're like, I want this, mom. You asked for it. What do you do in that case? Do you sit them down and say, you're not going to go fucking anywhere until you eat this? (laughs) Not quite. Do you sit your ass down? I'll leave it though. (laughs) I'll I'll leave it. And then they'll inevitably later on in the evening or whatever it is, day, evening, they'll ask. They'll say, I'm hungry. I want something. I'll say, yeah, eat that. It's been sitting there the whole time. Eat it, and then we'll talk about something else. Number eight, I can relate to this one. Working all day and then having to go to a, a school play or a mm-hmm. recital or a game. Or games. You, your kids were quite kept quite busy as well, from what I remember. Your, your kids were always into something different, right? There were times Sports where— and et cetera. Yeah, so yeah. you get up in the morning, and you do everything you can to get them ready for the day. You pack their lunch. You lay out their clothes, whatever. Then you get home. Mm-hmm. And you've got to whip something together real quick for dinner, maybe throw in a load of laundry to wash while you're out, and then race to some goddamn baseball diamond or hockey rink somewhere to get them all ready for their sports. Mm -hmm. Then after you've been on the go for like 14 hours, you have to listen to them the entire way home complaining about how tired they are. Yeah. It's like the ultimate slap in the face. It is the ultimate slap in the face. (laughs) And then they don't go to bed till late, which pushes your bedtime. And by the time you can actually relax, it's bedtime. You're like, well, great. There goes my day. Number nine is dealing with other parents' nonsense Mm -hmm. and also having to pretend you like the other parents or that you'd even hang out with them, even if you didn't have kids. That is not true. I don't like you. I don't (laughs) give a flying shit why you've joined parent council or what the issue is, but piss off. I never loved the small talk at like the, the toddlers things and stuff like that. Cause on mat leave, when you're, when you're taking a leave or a pat leave, whatever it is, you, you, again, you find ways to keep your kid busy so that nap time they nap. So great. Hey, there's a morning thing happening here and you bring them and there's parents and the parents will start to make the small talk. Like, Oh, how old's yours? Oh yeah. Do you buy the binky boo too? Do you like that one? Yeah. And you're just like sitting there like, oh, <laughs> get me out of here, please. Yeah, I know. I'm not that interested. mindless chatter. I'm it just drives interested. me crazy. Yeah. How touchy-feely kids can be. Mm. Sometimes they can't even keep their hands off you. And most of the time, those hands are not clean. <laughs> well, it's not True. just that, but it's, it's uh, you know, when you're, you're busy, maybe you're working on your laptop at night, just trying to get a little something done for work, and that's when they decide they want to hang off of you yep. like you're a goddamn yep. jungle gym. With no warning. No. With no warning. Zero warning. Just here I am. Let me grab your neck and pull on it. <laughs> Uh, one mom admitted she secretly hates that her kids ruined her body. She says, I love my kid, but my body will never be the same. I mean, you can't blame the kid for that, no, but, but, but no. okay. Number 12, you can't leave unless you have a babysitter. You can't leave. 
it's like you're in jail or on house yeah. arrest. It's true it's, if you think about it. And it's it. one of those things that people, and maybe it's not even people with kids. It's people who, whose kids are grown maybe or who, who aren't at the stage of having kids yet. Whatever it might be, it's, it's trying to make those people understand. Like, and I do have friends like that that are just like, they'll call me up like, hey, tonight, for example. Hey, tonight, let's go. Let's go to this uh, cafe, uh, uh, you know, that's opening at this time. Let's go. Eight o'clock. I can't. Where, the, where the heck do you think I'm going to put my kids? Oh, oh, yeah. Like, you can't just call someone like, no, I can't just like, what do you think this is? I got a, <laughs> I've got a nanny 24 seven. Like, I've got kids. I can't go anywhere. And it's hard to it is hard to relate uh, to people. And on that note, too, of relating to friends who are, let's say, binge watching something. Like, I remember those days. I remember binge watching stuff. It was years ago before I had kids, but I remember watching stuff and having the time to watch. And now people are like, oh, you got to watch it. I'm like, how much fucking time do you think I have? I just don't have the time to do that. And I, yes, I'm jealous of the people who do, okay? To I'm be totally perfectly jealous. fair, I'm, if, you could, if you watch an entire season of a show in a weekend, you're the type of person I'm jealous of at this time. I can't get him through the beginning of the credits without having like a naked kid walk up the stairs and be like, mom. Like, no, it's, it's not happening for me. Mm-hmm. Not being able to take a day off when you're sick. You don't really get to rest, and you still do have to cook, clean, and help them with whatever they need. And no, it doesn't help the healing process. That's 13. 14. They follow you everywhere. Everywhere. Say goodbye to your privacy for a few years because everywhere you go, that little one is going to be right there. And, you know, when it, whenever anyone complains about that, there's always someone who will say it, and I get it, because I do try to cherish those moments. Like, my kids follow me everywhere. My husband could leave the room and be gone for 30 minutes and then come back, and they're like, Dad, oh, you were gone? For me, I can't even leave for a second. And they're at the door, under the door, talking through the crack in the door. I have to lock it. I literally have to lock the door. Like if when I'm, you go to the bathroom? Every t- really? Anywhere. Anywhere I go. And, and anytime I complain about that, I always get people, and it's true, we're like, you will, be, you will miss these times. And I try to remember that. I'm like, okay, cherish every moment because I will miss them. Because those little bastards, I do miss them. You know, when I'm not around them, you know, Monday comes around, let's say, finally, I'm like, oh, good, the weekend's over and, and, and I can actually have some time to myself. And then I do, and then I'm like, where are those little fuckers? Come here. Last one is the pressure that every little mistake made as a parent is probably going to scar your kid for life. They say it's mentally draining and you constantly feel guilt. This would be like, you didn't do anything wrong. You just went upstairs to take a shower. Yes. Kid happens to walk into the bathroom and then it's like, oh, fuck, they saw me naked. They're going to be scarred for life. Right. That sort of shit. <laughs> that sort of I shit. I screwed them up. Got to get a counselor. <laughs> Who do I call? Is this a telehealth thing or the 911? I, oh, I don't know. Even going away for a night with your partner, for example, which is important. Which you should do. Yeah. I, I, I encourage people to do that. If they, if they can get away with doing that, do it. But the guilt can be real for some people, even getting away for a little bit, even when you know they're in good hands. It doesn't even matter. There are people who have guilt about being away from their kids or sending their kids to camp when they're older, for example. Like an overnight camp, there's some people who have guilt surrounding it. And for the people who don't, good. Because you need to live your life too. And on that, we will say thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of After 9. Uh, maybe tell a friend. Maybe share this episode. Yeah. Do something uh, to help out. Be part of the team. You know, part of the solution here. You are part uh, of the team. <laughs> have a great day. We've got another episode of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. But right now, we have a meeting, which may come up in tomorrow's After 9. We'll see. Woo-hoo. And have a great day. Okay, bye. 80% of Americans said that they have not cried about the death of Queen Elizabeth <laughs> while the... Other 20% said, no spoilers! And observance for the funeral flights in and out of London's Heathrow Airport were canceled or delayed. LaGuardia heard that and was like, uh, that's uh, also why our flights are, uh... <clears throat>
To let out of respect, of course. Two radio hosts in New Jersey are facing criticism after voicing support for teachers who have been accused of having sex with students. For what it's worth, the radio hosts have issued an apology and a genuinely remorseful sound effect. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.